You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Everybody, welcome to a new episode of Can We Talk? At the moment, we're waiting on Eric, but um, you got Anthony H. uh, at Reluctant Movie Buff on Instagram. You got Shana here. You got the other Anthony. Um, what's, your, what's your last initial? L. L. We, got, we got Anthony L here. And, um, yeah, we got a new episode going on today. Um, all right. So without uh, bleeding into our topic of the day, what's uh, what's some current events we could bring up? The Did you see any of the march yesterday? No, I didn't. Give me give me some highlights. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch. I mean, I watched um, a few speeches, and I saw that they were – they were like all over, like basically. I'm, I know they were downtown, downtown Detroit. The main march was in DC, but Chicago, Chicago. Nice, nice. There was this one speech that was really moving, and it was this little African American girl, and she gave a speech about like she was there, like representing all of the African American girls that never made it to the front page or like never made it on the news. And her speech was like the most moving that I saw. Yeah, eleven year old girl, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't remember her name, but she was real cute. But if you see it floating around Facebook, watch it because it was really moving. Dope. A lot of people getting fired in the White House, man. It really is starting to feel like the apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Temp so, agency. So who, who we got so far? We got the Secretary of State. Who was after that? Are we starting from the beginning, or are you talking well, about I mean, this just, is past just week? Recently, <laughs> since, recently, since we last met two weeks ago. I don't, I don't know, Secretary of State. Was it the, the head of the CIA, or like I forgot who else it was? That like affected his I pension, think, didn't it? Oh, I think ahead. it was the FBI yeah. deputy yeah. director. Yeah. And it, yeah. Was that the one that was fired two days before his pension, pension kicked yeah. in? Yeah. That's um, that's real. That's yeah, I think he found out like by Twitter. I think like he's he read a tweet from Donald Trump to f- to find out that he was fired. It's really is, nice. Sounds <laughs> like the NBA. Find out you I mean, we got anything else before we hop in the hip-hop corner? I, I mean, I've really been out of touch with the world, but. <laughs> uh, not, not I can think of. For hip-hop? Oh, uh, no, before the hip-hop corner. Like that Nazi corner. got voted in. 20,000 votes. There we go. There we go. Right. 20,000 votes. And what state is that in? Uh, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Next door? Yep. Oh, man. Next door. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit next door. Next door. Wow. Yeah, that's depressing. Anyway. I don't think he had anyone opposing him, though. But he still got 20,000 votes. votes. That's mean, real alarming. Yeah. <laughs> I did read about that, and that was alarming. Well, what are you going to do, man? I mean, you know, we got to find somebody to go up against them then. I mean, what's taking so long? Is it a power thing? Is it nobody just... Has the balls to step up? No one cares, or we know any more about that? No, <laughs> I think politics are real un- is a really unappealing field right now. But I feel like it should be more appealing, should especially be. with um, black people. I feel like we should be more involved in politics because politics affects our like uh, our everyday life more so than anything else. And I feel like we've been apolitical for way too long. So we definitely, it's not an appealing field, but we definitely should be more involved in politics. 
We should be. Oh, hey, for all you all out there listening, um, the congressman we had here not too long ago, he won. He's a, count, yeah, he's a uh, city councilman. He's a what is he? A, yeah, he's a yeah. councilman now. Like, yeah. Right, he right, state rep. Yep, state, state rep. rep. Yeah, I know we're bad podcast hosts. <laughs> Took us forever to announce that, but he won. He won. Um, all right, so hip hop corner. What what you got for me? But, so on the hip hop corner, I'm gonna um, review. We went to Cleveland to go see Big Crit and Sci High. Um, good, that good. was Sci High the Prince. Sci High, High the Prince, and and who was opener? Major, major, uh, childish major, childish major. Now I, that heard was my yeah, that was my introduction to childish major. I had never heard of him before, um, but. I wanted to take my, you know, my little hip hop corner to review his latest project. It's called Woosa, W-O-O dollar sign A-H. Nice. Um, it's an eight track project. He did about five songs while we were there and they were all like really, really good. Um, while he was on stage, he, uh, he introduced himself like, yeah, I'm a producer. He produced Wolf of Wall Street. He produced Wolf of Wall Street. He Big produced, song. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't, you know. <laughs> he produced that song. He produced some songs for SZA. He kind of went down his resume. Yeah, he produced some for J-, J. Cole. J. Cole. Okay. Yeah, so, but it's a really, really good project. The five songs that he performed, I, I, I liked a lot, but the three that he didn't perform, I, I think they're really good, too. So everybody should definitely check out that project. So what, what's his style like for you getting to the whole concert? What's Ooh. his style like? Is he is he conscious? Is he just, uh, is he braggadocious, all of the above? Yes. I would say, like, uh, all of the above. Like, mm-hmm. um, he has a song called Wusa, which is about self-care, mental self-care. Okay. But it's, like, it's done really well. Like, it's really nice beat. Uh, he, of course, he's a producer. Right, right. And it's executed really well. He's got a song called No I and Team, basically talking about, you know, friendships. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a really, really good really good project yes yes <laughs> right, he was nice. he was rather impressive yeah i was more impressed with him than i was big crit and sahai not saying right, that right, they, you, weren't you, <laughs> not saying two, they weren't good you got two people good. in the room against you now come on now. <laughs> no <laughs> i'm not saying that they weren't good i was just i was just more uh impressed by like his stage presence mm-hmm. uh his energy and it, it, it's complete music that I've never heard before. I've never heard this guy rap, and he still like had me like drawn in. Yeah, I remember um, the Crit concert I went to where I met Shayna. I was introduced to Scotty ATL. Yes, and he's a rapper I like. You know, I I I enjoy him. He's another Southern rapper, but that's good, man. I asked somebody to look up. I'll look him up, and here comes Eric. All right, Sarah's gonna go get him. Uh, all right, so good. Tell us, tell me about the concert. The concert was really good. It was at the House of Blues, very good venue. It's kind of like it's sort of like St. Andrews, just a, it's a little bigger than St. Andrews. Okay, is it? Yes, maybe. Yeah, a little okay. bigger. All right, but I think the difference why you may it may seem smaller is because of the sound thing that was the DJ booth that was in the middle of the floor. Right, right. I think that's why it may seem like it was. Smaller or smaller than or about the same size as St. Andrews, but it's a little bigger. Um, Sire High, um, I like that he did a couple of songs from the Black History Project. He did Mandela and he did Huey. Okay. I like Basquiat, though. That's like my personal favorite. <laughs> Basquiat and Barry White, but Barry White is not like a like a concert song. Did so. he do a uh, guitar melody? No. Oh, okay. Did you at least listen to the album before you arrived? Yes, I did. And he did my favorite song off of the album. He did Trick Me. That's my favorite song off of okay. No Dope on Sunday. He also did No Dope on Sundays, of course. 
like he um you know he he claimed to self proclaimed himself like yeah like people were like woo like you know it it seemed like it was a lot of people being introduced to him at the concert so like whenever oh, nice. he like he would say something you know like sci high the prince and people were like woo he's like yeah I'm I'm the greatest rapper alive so <laughs> yeah, he said he said that repeatedly yes. All right, cool, cool. So, uh, the 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 um, you know, the headliner. How was Crit? Crit was awesome. Crit was dope. Crit was awesome. I just feel like if you didn't see him live, like before, because you know, like when he does Mount Olympus, is something to behold. Like on stage, he's very hype. Yes, like I, hype. and I, he didn't. Of course, he had a double album, of so of course he didn't really do that. I don't know if he did any old. Uh, older songs. I think he just did songs off of the album. He um had a like a, a big crit section, and then he ended with the the Justin Scott. Okay. He ended with um keep the devil off. Oh, I yes. expected him to end with um uh, bury, bury me, me in gold. gold. He did that song. I, he, it might have been the second song that he did, as far as like the Justin Scott side. Okay. He did do he did do that one. Anthony, what converted you? Tell our listeners what converted you to like Big Crit. Right? Uh, <laughs> Early start to like him. Start to like mixed messages. Yeah, mixed messages. Okay. That was my that was okay. my joint. Uh, All right. Yeah, I listen to that uh, almost every day now. But um, wow. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we good. We good. Right. That's Eric. He came in. What's going yeah. on, y'all? <laughs> uh, Whenever I go to concerts, I always feel for like stage presence. I need you to be able to perform. It's one thing to have good music and be able to make good songs. But when you're in concert, I think it's like involving the crowd. You know, you need to make sure everybody's hype, make sure everybody's there. It's more than just the actual music in itself. Yeah. I think Crit did a great job of that and like made me want to listen to his music. Um, he had these projectors in the background. Uh, that show like different images based on the song that he was doing. Right. And there was certain songs where like the, the messages or the images in the background, like explain like exactly like his thought process, probably like when he was creating, when he's creating that song. So it just like drew you into like a, like a different realm. Like, Oh, that's what was going through your head when you were making something like that. You know, it was nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. You gotta, you gotta have the concert presence. Cause I believe when the weekend and Frank Ocean were first popping, that was the clear difference between them. The weekend knew how to put on a theatrical show. The Frank Ocean kind of struggled a little bit in concert, but I think they're both great. All right. So, um, well, before you get into prime two, get, no dope on Sundays. <laughs> what's, what's your verdict on that? It's a really, I, it's a really good, it's a really good album. But it's just like it's just so funny how like how people call these like oh this is my debut album but you had like maybe three or four projects. It's their debut studio album. Yeah. So that wasn't my introduction inside. But you know how much I love the Black History Project. Right. (laughs) So but it it wasn't better than that, but it was really good. And and inside like he performed like Sai. He saved the best bars for himself. He didn't give him the Kanye this time. (laughs) Appreciate that. Okay. Well, uh, you didn't hear Prime Two. Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, Cleveland. It's what is it like three hours? Almost three hours. Yeah, I tried. We tried. <laughs> it was. It was a lot of skipping. It. It. It, it was. It's a lot I, of skipping. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I. I love. I loved Prime. Like the original Prime. That. That album was dope. 
Uh, I always like question like it's premiering Royce like a great mix, right? I always wondered that. I think mm-hmm. they are, but it, but, but prime, prime it, like it's prime. It's not just uh, premiere at Royce. It's premiere Royce and Adrian Young. They sample his music. Okay, that's what makes. I didn't prime. know that. Yes. So mm-hmm. this one. They I did not. It. They did not. I don't think they blended well. I don't think the beats and Royce made like the good, uh, made a good match. Like Prime one was like so good that I bought Prime and I bought the instrumental. Like I could li- like you can listen to both of them all the way through. I think y'all need to take a minute to listen to it some more because I really like Prime too. I thought it lived up to the first one. I didn't see any flaws really. I didn't even see any filler tracks. I, I'm gonna give it another go. Yeah, give it another go. Cause I, I think it lived up. Did you listen to Bablo Boat? Or Bablo? No, nah, but I'm gonna pre order the album. Royce the 5'9 is yeah. killing it, man. Ba- yeah. This dude's Bablo's, hard working. Bablo's dope. Yes. What you guys say, Eric? I know you got <clears throat> you want to break in here. <laughs> I mean, I apologize for being late. You know, stuff happens. <laughs> stuff no, happens. good. Um, I was gonna say, have y'all heard of this rapper? And I came across this rapper, uh, recently. Because she had a, a track that was played in the show The Shy. Her name is No Name. Yes. Yes. No. She reminds me of, of Chance the Rapper, like the female version. She <laughs> like is. straight up. She is. she is. She's from Chicago, too. She's from Chicago. Yeah, from Chicago. Yeah. Beats, yeah, yeah. beats are, are fire, man. Fire beats. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. So, yeah, definitely check that out when you get the chance. No Name. How you spell that? No Just No Name. name. No, no Name. name. Oh, one no word. Name. Yeah. Oh, one, one word. No Name. No name. Okay. So she, check that out. She's done a lot of work with Chance on like acid rap. She mm-hmm. did some work with Chance. Which song was she on? The one with the girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like it's very three specific. Songs. It's only like three songs. It's like track three. I don't know. I don't have it. I uh, think she released <coughs> like her last like project. I can't remember. It might like have been like two thousand six. Like a year or two ago. Yeah. 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 Okay, man. I'll, I'll take your word for it. So no name and childish major. Childish okay. major for sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no name. No name. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really like Prime too. I think you should give it another go. I'm gonna give it another go. I'm gonna do it just because I like Royce. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. So should we move into? I guess we missed my part. The current but event. We, we could get back into it. We touched on it a little bit. Yeah, let's get back to it before we get to. No, I just do want to touch. I mean, I don't know what y'all talked about, so I don't want to talk about anything that's already been stated. We talked about the Nazi winning in Illinois. Thank you, oh, yeah. Sarah. We talked about um, the march. And uh, I said the whole thing about the uh, other school shootings that were tied into our theme. So I didn't want to talk about that yet. So but I just want to add one thing. Go ahead. Get y'all popcorn ready tonight. What's going on? Stormy Daniels. Oh, <laughs> her 60, her 60 <laughs> minutes 60 interview. Minutes tonight. Oh, so watch I'm, those things, man. I mean, you ahead. should you definitely um, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Sixty yep. minutes, like you don't have to watch it. Just right. Listen to it. Yeah, okay. I highly recommend looking at her Twitter because <laughs> she's got some fire comebacks. <laughs> I want to see some videos. I need to see some photos, some videos of what her and Donald did. I think she's gonna release them tonight. I think she's gonna release a bunch of stuff. But we, we know we know he's sleazy, man. I mean, she's telling us stuff we already know. I but guess, uh, yeah, I mean, we no, know no, that it needs to be out there. I understand. It's just that I don't know. But I that, personally don't want to see any photos. I mean, I, just, <laughs> I don't want to look at it, but I just want to the, the satisfaction of knowing that he got caught up in something like this. I just, I just don't think anything's going to change. It's just going to be like gossip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing, nothing's going to be taken. It's the new Michael Lewinsky. I was talking but, to my um, cousin who's a lawyer, and there's a loophole in the gag order because mm-hmm. adultery is illegal in New York State. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Didn't know so that. there's a way that she can get around the what was it? The non-disclosure. The right. hundred or three hundred thousand. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But apparently, if that money was paid using uh, campaign funds, right? Oh yeah, that's, that's a the big thing. Now, yeah, that'd be the issue. Yeah, yeah, that'd be the issue. That'll be the cover. But then Donald could just say it wasn't me; it was my campaign manager yeah. who already admitted that he paid her. Yeah. And his his personal lawyer resigned. Right. Yeah, and I think his personal accountant did too. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump has people that will fall on the sword for him. I don't, I don't know, know why. why. Seriously, but, but people are just. Are just following they, the sword. They for think him. they're going to get a taste. Of, they think they're going to get that bag. They think they're going to get that bag. So. You know, I think the bag so. is not the bag's not coming. <laughs> it, it, it definitely ain't. Um, but yeah, that was the news I wanted to touch on today. You doing your two cent? Yeah, man, it's actually three cents. No, um, three cents. Let me get the worst movie of the year out the way, though. <laughs> Already, dog. Hurricane Heist. Oh my goodness, man! Look, when I saw the name from the director of Fast and Furious, I expected okay, this is going to be some decent action here. Mm-hmm. Which one? It's like ten of them. Uh, the first one. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Rob Cohen is his name, the director. So basically these people in, in this state, I forgot which state it was, but there's a time when a big hurricane comes through. So they plan during this time when most people are evacuated to pull a heist. And you got these, uh, these small town people who try to stop them. Dude, the hurricane doesn't come until like the last minutes of the movie, and by then I was asleep. <laughs> it's like the advertisement for this movie, the poster, everything was just fake news. Oh, like man. it was just, it, it, you know, it was bland. It had cliche dialogue. This is like if Sharknado pretended to be serious. That's what this film is, <laughs> and that's that's not a good thing. It sounds like such a, it could it could be such a good movie. Like it's kind of interesting. You it could have been. It could have been. But I was just so mad about how they just poorly executed it. Mm, okay. How it even got to theaters. But I'm gonna get off that. Um, so I saw Red Sparrow and Unsane. I was it was a little late for me to see Red Sparrow, but I, I finally got around to it. Way better than I thought it was gonna be. I really just saw it because Jennifer Lawrence is in it. But I liked the the plot of it. You know, it was a mm-hmm. decent spy thriller. You know, it carried itself well. It was you know violent, sexy, bloody. I it was it gave you your money's worth. Okay. Is Unse- it is it similar to like Atomic Blonde? I ain't seen that one, but people say they do see similarities. Okay. So yeah, how was her? How was her accent? Like <laughs> Jennifer, look, I love you, but your your accent slipped a little bit in some scenes. Mm-hmm. Not not all of them. That's what I heard. But <laughs> m- most scenes, she kept it together. But some scenes, you heard the American come out. But you know, it's not an easy thing to do. I get it. Yeah, well, no, that's a hard. Accent. Those Russian accents are difficult, right? They are. They are. Yeah. I think that's um, why they have takes, though. Like, all right, let's try it again. <laughs> yeah. Our accent is the easiest. <laughs> For real. Yeah, everybody so. does it. <laughs> So when I saw Unsane, um, <laughs> the lead actor, Claire Foy from The Queen, um, she plays an American woman. Uh, she, um, she, she, she has a stalker that she's getting away from, and every guy she goes out with, she sees his face on their face. So mm. she goes to a psychiatrist, and she signs some documents, which are called disclosure documents, not knowing she signed away voluntary commitment, and she's stuck in that institution. Um, it's a thriller. It's shot entirely on an iPhone seven, and it's it's, it's it looks really good, man. Okay. It's made by Steven Sodenberg. He made a lot of movies: Magic Mike, Out of Sight, Traffic. Mm. Um, what you think of Magic Mike? I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> what you think of it? Give I know your you critique saw it. Of, of Magic Mike. I never yeah. saw the first one. I saw the second one. Double uh, okay. XL. The first one pretty much had. No plot. Was, the second one didn't either. <laughs> was, like, there was a plot, plot there, but it was like oh, I not I just thought it was really just like, useful. All right. Well, Unsane. 
you know, it's a great, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's, no, no, for real, it's a great thriller. Um, it's it's like a fun claustrophobic, fun claustrophobic ride. You got Jay Farrell in there as a fellow patient who like has some secrets up his sleeve. He's funny, of course. Okay. No impressions because it's actually a serious movie, but he's he's pretty funny. Um, yeah, man, I suggest it, man. It's pretty short. It's shot on the iPhone seven and it looks nice. Um, mm. Yeah, unsane. For the first time, though, I saw the first Rocky. Oh, wow. That was pretty good, man. Yeah, it was pretty good. The first Rocky's dope. Yeah. You know, I feel like with that movie, you kind of need to use the subtitles, though, because Stallone's lisp is serious. <laughs> the, the, um, the, 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 what is it? He's on Philly. The mm. Philly lisp is serious, man. Yeah. Like, you know, my man could be saying 10 words and it sounds like, yo, Adrian, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The title, you stinks. You know, but um, it was inspirational, man. I can tell how that series has lived so long up to yeah. Creed. That's dope. I know I finished watching the first season of The Shy. Y'all, I got to tell y'all, I'll take back whatever I said. Like a few weeks ago. Oh, it lived up, huh? It's a really, it's a really good series. Nice, so man. behind, we like eight episodes behind. Yeah, I think and by the nice. time um, we was like, okay, we're just gonna wait till it's finished, and then we're gonna binge watch. It's good. I'm telling you, it's just like the the characters. You think one thing about them, and it totally changes. And That's so great writing, man. Yeah, so Lena Waithe did an amazing job. I'm gonna put it up there right behind. Well, not too close to. Um, Hold up, man. Be be careful what you're saying. <laughs> but what, what you about to say? Uh, let me let me take that back then. The wire. I was gonna say it's gonna be it's gonna be a close. All right, I'll put the wire all the way at the top. It's gonna be about maybe uh, ten feet below, <laughs> but it's, it's there. It's, it's within the same realm of the wire. Okay, I, I, I can I'm, see I'm what, gonna check it out. I can see what she was going with it, and, I, and again, it's a lot of twists that she may not really see coming. see coming at the first like the first three episodes. Um, so definitely check that out if you get the chance. Um, yeah. I know I started. Well, I'm gonna let y'all go. What's what? What you got, Shayna? Uh, we watched on my block. We did watch on my block. Netflix. Oh, series. I is saw that, that too. Is that based <clears throat> off of the Scarface song? No. no. Oh, <laughs> what's it about? It's a. It's a. It's a. It's like a teen, like coming yeah. of age. Dramedy. Dramedy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Based in. Based in yeah, LA. LA. Based in downtown LA. Yeah, it's a little nostalgia for me. So I was. I was in it like from the beginning, like. Yeah. It made well, pretty good. Yeah, it's it's well written. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised because uh, I don't want to like give anything away, but I guess mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, high school freshman going through things like discovering like sexuality, who they are, who the you know who they who they want to be. They all have right. like their ambition, but it's also gangs in the area. Okay, so they mix like these kids still being themselves, also dealing with gangs in the area. And how it's affecting them so and the test, things that they want to do. So right. it's a test of masculinity mixed in there. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. How was Sherlock Gnomes? <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to ask you about all the kid movies. <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock Gnomes. I didn't know that was out. <laughs> uh, I will I will say that the show on my block, they do a great job of, of again, providing representation for people who aren't usually in right. those TV shows. So it's mainly Latino um, and it's black cast. Um as well, so it, it's definitely nice to see that reflected, and I like it. I like it as well. At first, I thought it was gonna be a little bit cheesy. I'm like, no, it's, it's actually a little bit of a, a. It's a lot of truth to it, especially at that time where where kids are trying to figure out who they are, you know, trying to um, navigate the complexities of of school and of life. So he did a good job with that. Um, so I highly suggest you watch that one as well. It's, it's a lot of good Netflix shows, man. I'm telling you, Netflix is is yeah. that deal. Yeah, yeah we watched that. Uh, 
documentary last night. Uh, wow, 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 country. Dude, I'm, I'm, I just started it. It looks so <laughs> good, man. I gotta man. watch the rest Ooh. of the episodes. I started we said watch the whole thing. Yes, all six episodes. I gotta see that episode. Yeah, the Duplass brothers, they produced that. They also did yeah. Creep 1 and 2, but go ahead. Yeah, it's 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 good. Like, I knew a little bit about it I only before, knew about the food poisoning. But I knew, like, a little mm. bit about, like, the whole quote-unquote religion or quote or whatever they want to call it. But, um... Yeah, they did a really good, a really good job, and they actually interviewed the the correct people. You caught up on Atlanta, oh, dude. Yeah. You know me, man. I, I think like I'm gonna do what you did with the shot. I think I might just binge it because it's hard for me to catch up. But no, I only saw the first one. Okay, are you behind? I know, man. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. I'm gonna catch Sorry. up. I will. But I feel like this is like the first show in a long time that rep- like that represents like really like poor black people. Yeah. And they don't beat around the bush with Atlanta, so they, they, they go through the struggles. In a long time. I said in a long time. <laughs> oh. yeah, like, you had good times, and then you had the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. Then you had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Then you had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where a judge lived in a multi-million dollar house. And had in a, Bel-Air. In <laughs> Bel-Air, and had a living butler. But, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the character name on Atlanta. Um, played by the guy who was on Get Out. Uh, what was his name? Shoot. Darius? Yeah, he the most. He's the most. He's he's probably the best friend you can have. Like he comes through. He's my favorite character on that Seriously. show by far. Like yes. he's probably like the most together out of everybody on the show. And he's sort of. He's not all together, but. I mean, compared to Rust, um, he, he's he's the most comfortable in himself. Yeah, he's the Winnie the Pooh of the show. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. It's not an insult, but you can yeah. say that. But I, I like his character, though. I think he provides this sort of. I don't know, just like a, a, a reinforcement, a backbone for the, the group, the dynamic. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. I love that show, man. Lana's just I like, amazing. I like Earn. I saw somebody on Twitter. They said the blackest thing about Atlanta is Earn's undiagnosed depression. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. He, he does the deadpan look very well, Donald Glover. <laughs> he does it very well. I want to see what he does as Lando. Sarah, what you got? Of stuff I've seen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a documentary out called, is it called Drugs or Pills? Take Your Pills. Take Your Pills, yeah. (laughs) Yep, I just watched that the other day. It was really interesting about, like, kids and Adderall Mm. and, like, performance-enhancing drugs. It was interesting. It was, it was... It was done in an interesting way. It wasn't done very seriously, like, like your typical documentary. No, yeah. It was some, yeah. I didn't watch it yet. But it was interesting. Oh. A lot of good stuff out here. I got to... Spend at least my next couple of weekends watching some stuff. Man, so I don't y'all. think I'll be able to catch up with half of the stuff I want to watch until I retire, man. <laughs> Especially with Netflix. Like, it's always something new <clears throat> right. coming out. Have you guys seen Girls Incarcerated? I saw a couple no, episodes, yeah. I haven't seen that at all. I don't, I don't even know what that is. There are is, things man. I liked and didn't like about it. I don't like how it kind of glorifies our... Um, prison systems. Yeah. Because it did kind of glorify it. But it was interesting to see, like... The lives of like kids in prison. Mm. Yeah, and for that that show, it's showing um, girls in Indiana, Madison, Indiana, who are in a correction facility, um, and they're young girls who like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. And this facility is sort of like a, I guess a, it's supposed to rehabilitate them somehow. I mean, they they go to school, you know, they have counselors and psychologists they talk to. But again, I, I agree with you. I think that. 
yes, highlighting the, pr- the prison system is important, um, but they make it almost seem like they're having fun. They're it's like, like fantasized a little bit. Yeah. And I get why they do that for like TV, but. Yeah. But that could be negative. That could have some negative um, yeah. things, especially for the, when kids watching this. Like, oh, I can go to here and just, sorry, y'all. I go to prison and, 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 and eat all this food and enjoy myself and hang out with yeah, friends. Yeah, they and, have them like eating like Little Caesars pizza and right. stuff like that. It's and you're crazy. like, yeah, that's. Not really <laughs> right, that's not, real, that's not real. Um, <laughs> that's not real. That's for TV. But yeah, I mean, I still think Beyond Scary Straight is one of the yeah. greatest. Like, yes, like, 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 just, just it's like just, concepts of all time. Yeah, it's just interesting to hear their stories. Like, those are stories you never hear. So it's a it's a podcast out. Not trying to shout out any other podcast, but it's a podcast uh, that's done by actual prison inmates. Mm, uh, yeah. It's called what is it called? I gotta, I gotta remember the name of it. But it's done by prison inmates, and they just talk about, you know, uh, what it's like in visitation. Uh, some people talk about, I haven't seen anybody in ten years. The first time they actually get like the actual visitation, they forgot how to hug somebody. Mm. It's just like it's very, it's very interesting just hearing like them talk about things like that and like how they try to keep busy. Uh, what the, what are the do's and what are the don'ts of of prison? And it's it's mm. it's pretty serious. You guys should. Listen to it. Wow. So when I remember the name of it. <laughs> and that's All such right. a beef I have with the prison system nowadays. We we talk about how we use this as a way to, to rehabilitate people, but it's just sort of reinforcing those those problems that they already have. Like they're not doing anything to solve these people's mental issues. No, not at all. Nothing. Right. Okay. Just, it's called air hustle. Air okay. Hustle. okay. I gotta the more that. you learn about the prison system, like the worst I have family members in prison and it's yeah. just so inhumane. I don't want to bring up the girls incarcerated again, but I'm going to do it real quick. They have they have um, solitary confinement for them for mm. kids. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's t- so inhumane. Yeah, wow. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna look out for that one. But I was yeah. about like twenty cents right there. <laughs> that's about twenty. <laughs> we had about twenty cents. <laughs> but that, right. le- that leads up into our, our main topic about this yeah. this crazy world that we're living in right now. And sort of, uh, we're dealing with it. so many issues. They're coming from all angles, and it's like. But the most pressing one is the school shootings. The school shootings, school threats. The school, school threats are, are out of hand. I was just saying, and you guys talk about this, like twenty or so, some odd schools closed due to threats um, the past week. So, yeah, Marquise, our guy Marquise, talked about it on Facebook. Yeah. He said his school closed down. So this is this is getting out of, out of hand, and I think we need to sort of, you know, have a good discussion about this. And I think that the, the march this past weekend um, is is creating a broader dialogue, you know, across the country and, and really bringing in the kids and their voice and their perspective. And I was really sort of, I, I felt good seeing these kids speak so eloquently about the issues they're facing in their community. And I had, I think that it was Martin Luther King's granddaughter came and spoke. Um, it was a young lady named Naomi Walder. She, she did an amazing speech about how we're forgetting the black women who, you know, were, were killed by, by guns and, and violence. Um, and these kids are doing a great job of sort of shining the light in their own way. And I think that's important. But it's a crazy world. And so I guess we can open up by saying, I know, Shana, you were personally affected by yes. what was going on with these school threats. So talk, talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, my daughter, she was out I want this, on Thursday. This is the second bomb threat her school has gotten this year. Uh, the first one came, I believe, like, while it was, like, after school. So the cops came. They evacuated the building. The cops came, and the fire department came, and they came and, you know, inspected the building. And then they were allowed to go back inside. And then this year, 
well, this happened like last calendar year, but this year, uh, I guess it was like a social media threat. So they closed the school on Thursday. So she didn't have school on Thursday. But also, we had me, uh, me and her, we had an issue because they had a lockdown drill. And her gym teacher said that she was being, you know, silly and loud. And she reached out to me and told me, you know, that Jordan was acting inappropriately during a lockdown drill. I talked to my daughter about it. I asked her, what is a drill? She explained to me what it was. So she knows it's something serious. And she knows, you know, that she should follow directions. But in my mind, and then when I talk to other grown people, it's like she's seven. Like, she can't grasp the severeness of, okay, you need to get down, get low, and be quiet. So she didn't get in too much trouble. She didn't get in trouble, though. <laughs> is this elementary? Yeah, she's in the first grade. Well, I mean, is this the whole school for elementary? Yes. Kids? That's okay. a lot to expect out of a seven-year-old. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I remember the lockdown drills in my head. When I was little and we were sitting in the hallway, I'm like, this is so stupid. If a hurricane comes, we're all going to get got. Like, that was just what, that's what I was saying in my head. But I was like, as I got older, I said, <laughs> I understand. Because I remember during 9-11... We did the same thing, and I didn't really understand what was going on back then, but my mom came and picked me up, and I saw the building on, on screen, and it was kind of surreal. But My biggest fear, though, is that we're going to desensitize our kids to these issues, and they're going to think it's normal, right? They're going to think that, oh, right, I mean, you know, shoot, school shootings are a common occurrence. It's just something we got to prepare for. It's sort of like a tornado drill when we're in, right. in middle school and elementary school. He was like, okay, it may not happen, but it may happen, so I, I understand why we're doing this. Um, but it's just sad that this is sort of the re- reality that they're facing, that they got to shut down their day for about 15, 20 minutes and practice going through a school shooter drill. Like that's that's no kids had to go through that. Right. When I, when I was in elementary, uh, we had school shooting drills. Mm. Uh, my school was in the hood in L.A. in Florence, uh, right across from like a ve- like one of the most dangerous high schools in mm. L.A. So whenever it's like a recess time, they'll ring the bell three times and they'll act as if there was a shooting in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. So everybody has to get down on the ground and and take cover in, in some form. But that's completely different than like somebody coming to the school and shooting. Mm-hmm. It was just more like people are shooting in the area. That's mm. interesting, though, because it's, it's kind of it's kind of sad that we don't get a lot. This, this stuff doesn't get a lot of national attention until it happens in um, suburban communities. Like this, like this has been happening in your community since I'm sure you went to school back in the, the 90s, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, early 80s, early, but, early 80s, <laughs> like early, you know, right, early 80s, 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 90s, what is that, 80s, 90s. So, so, <laughs> so that was that was the reality for you all, but they weren't talking about this in CNN, no, you know, in MSNBC, um, but it's not until we're starting to see, you know, these these travesties happening in suburban communities that typically aren't affected by this stuff. You know, now people want to sort of be up in arms about it. That's that's the sad reality that we got to face. Um, but I think that's that's when change really does happen, though. Unfortunately, listen, no no tragedy is a good thing. But I think this is, you know, like like most like most movements, like uh, the civil rights movement, and everything. I think this is a much needed vessel to get people to wake up. Yeah. It's not right, but it gets people to wake up. You know, through what happened um, at Parkland, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's it's a it's a much needed wake up call. I think it was at Central. Central University, Central, Central Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, this, this is waking people up. 
you know, I, I know on TV, and there's always going to be the ignorant people. I know on Facebook, I see the one kid um, from from Parkland. You know, he's always speaking out at events. You know, um, standing up for what he believes in. You see people comment underneath. This kid needs to be quiet. I'm not giving up my guns. And mm-hmm. I'm like, your guns are killing kids. You see that, right? But you're like, oh, well, that was just one incident. I'm like, well, you see, there's more threats. Once a week. Right. Right. <laughs> like, People aren't going to give up their guns. No. No. Maybe like the, not, but at least have some control. That's right. what we're trying to say here. Gun control. What really bothers me about it is, like, people keep coming up with ideas. Like, hey, like, maybe if someone has, like, a severe mental illness, like, let's not give them guns. And people freak out about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, if that doesn't apply to you, why do you care? So, I have a I have an interesting stat. Uh, in Florida, between, the, between 2015 and 2016... <laughs> There were a thousand guns stolen from people's cars. Mm. How are these kids getting in their cars? They would just open the door. They're literally just going and checking the door, see if they're unlocked, and they would rummage through the cars. Mm. And they found they got a thousand guns between wow. fifteen and sixteen. One of those guns killed a cop. Mm. See, I think it should be illegal to keep your guns in your car. Right. It, it's responsible right. gun owners is also right a thing. Right. So even if these guns are legal, they're they're not staying in that person's hands. Mm. Yeah. Now they're talking about giving them to the teachers. Right. It's, it doesn't make any sense. They've already had two, I think two, one in California and one in Florida where a teacher accidentally a shot, a student, shot yeah. a student. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing somebody on, on Twitter say something like, you know, I'm not giving away my guns. It's my God given right to carry a gun. I'm thinking God given right. <laughs> yeah. Where does it say that in right. the Bible? <laughs> Is that one of the Ten Commandments? Should, like, like thou shall have a gun. It's your constitutional right. Right. And but I think so people, was slavery and women not voting. Or, it, right. People conflate the two. Like just the Constitution isn't the Bible. Right. Like, the Constitution is a document created by men who mm-hmm. wanted to form the I union mean, and decided, all right, these are what some of the things are that we're going to yeah. sort of buy by. I mean, this, the Second Amendment was written the same time where black people were considered three-fifths of a man. Right. And also... The Constitution gets completely thrown out when it comes to black people. Like they don't yep. care about the Constitution when it comes to us. Like it's all it's always being violated. That's mighty unpatriotic <laughs> of you, uh, Shana. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, it, uh, I mean the Constitution disses us in a lot of passages. You know, if you really huh. study it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the Constitution never really, like con- you said, was intended for for, for uh, people who weren't white men. The, yeah, the Constitution is literally, if you are a land-owning white dude, like, it's all yours. Yeah, and so that's why you see most people who are up in arms about this are, are white men who want to keep their guns and their rights, apparently. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's just stating the fact that— well, I mean, no, it applies. This is a it, crazy it, world. It applies. It applies to the crazy world concept. And in, in terms of the crazy world, I'm telling you, and we talk about that all, all the time, but I think social media has enhanced the craziness in people. I swear people just feel like they can does, say whatever man. they want. With no consequence to the action, to the actions or repercussions. Listen, man, it, go ahead. I was just gonna say, this, there's no filter nowadays. It's crazy. Okay, I, I, I definitely agree with you, man. Because, like, to me, it's like, you know, I, I like I said, I got a love hate relationship with Black Twitter. You know, I love it when we're together and we're promoting things that we're doing. But like, when when one person drags somebody, then other people drag them, and then it becomes a bullying thing. And that person. <laughs> Do they really deserve to be dragged that much? Sometimes. A little not bit. All, not all of them, no. Sometimes. 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 sometimes they do. Some people yeah, do need to get dragged. Your key yes. word is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I mean, like R. Kelly, he needed to get dragged. Like, he he still right. needs That's to get dragged. That's different, man. I mean, I'm just talking about, like, people that, like, it's just not even that big of an offense. 
It's mm-hmm. like when you when you go on the social media, not just Black Twitter, but just social media in general, you cyberbullying it, it exists there. Yeah, it's groupthink. I mean, it, when you get people in their silos of social media, you know the echo chambers, and you disagree with 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 somebody, and they're you're on the wrong side of the disagreement, they're going to attack you. That's going to be the, that's the truth. But I think that in some cases, yes, people need to sort of be put in their place and, and, and need to be told that whatever their actions are, aren't correct. So I agree with Shane and Anthony on that one. Um, but there are also some times where we get go up in arms and get up in arms and, about things that aren't that serious. Like there are little things like we could just, you know, it's, it's not necessarily important for us to sort of jump on somebody or jump down their throat for that. This is a little irrelevant, but Jaheim, when he kind of changed his hair a little bit, like, yeah. I don't know what it was, a Jerry call or something. Yeah, I think and, so. You know, I was like, come on, man. Like, let, let the man live. You know, yeah. like, it's not no, even that serious. No. It's like, jokes. Like, I mean, jokes. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> jokes are jokes, but jokes, when they get to, my man's feelings were hurt. Like, you could tell his feelings He's were hurt. He's a celebrity. Like, but that, also. That, give, that gives him advantage take... to have his feelings hurt? No, I'm, no. Just, I mean, I'm just saying, like, certain things come with it, right? When you're in the public eye, you're in the public eye. So who are you to say, you, like, man. the public cannot speak on what they, on how they feel? Mm-hmm. I'm saying though, man. Like, he did. On. Somebody say he looked like a, a baby fresh out the womb. <laughs> <laughs> somebody say he looked like a bird. Like. Those are jokes that you hear in school. You know right. what I'm saying? You go to school with a messed up haircut. You you were gonna get jokes like, like that. That's just what happened. But you never had right. 10 million well, people joking <laughs> right, at you once. Right. Right. All right, man. Well, that's let me true. call out something serious. Tyrese. He got dragged unfairly. I mean, he's going through some issues, though. Yeah, he exactly. Was. But he got dragged unfairly. Mm-hmm. Kid Cudi. He had mental issues, and some people tried to clown him for that. Yeah. Oh, I y'all, think, y'all ain't laughing. They, no, no more, but huh? but Tyrese, the way Tyrese went about it, I think that was more more of the jokes. Is like mm. like his like the way he was holding the camera and crying and all that stuff. But that worked in his that it worked, worked in his him. favor. It worked for him, right? He got less child support that he has to pay now. And he mm. more visitation, more custody right. time with his daughter. It so. looked like he was acting, and then it came like right after he had his beef with like The Rock, right. and it was just like like what are we? What's Tyrese yeah, it doing? did like it did come yeah, in like, right after his like unnecessary beef with The Rock. But you call it uh, we ain't gonna stay on Tyrese. But do you think it's by complete design? Do you think it's a mental thing too? Possibly, but we only see what they show us, right? right? Like we're seeing these videos because that's what he's choosing to show us. But we have no idea when he's turning off that camera. He might be sitting there and just laughing. It, I, I agree. Right? We, have, no, we and, have no idea, and no one told him to post that either. <laughs> no one told. No, him. no one has to. He didn't, but he did, if, if 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 he didn't have to put his business out there, right? He knows he has multi millions of viewers, right? And well, people gonna you can say that for the people that aren't famous that no one has to tell them to post anything or you know it's just they what? get dragged. That, 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 like, <laughs> if right. it gets if you, it gets spread around enough, like, they're it, gonna get dragged. If, like it was bull, it was a situation. Bullying. It was a situation where a young lady. This happened in East Lansing where she said that she was pescatarian. Mm-hmm. For like 10 years And then she went to a restaurant And asked for a tuna meal And they gave her a chicken And she said she broke out really bad yeah, Like they that's... drug her Because it's like You don't know the difference Between tuna and chicken And oh, like yeah. and how much of the sandwich Did you eat? Did you eat the whole thing? That's, that's bullying <laughs> is, it? is it? It is But she wanted But she basically What they call it Hashtag Twitter do your thing She wanted Twitter to bully the restaurant Right Give them listen, all bad reviews Because they messed up an order Listen I think we had an episode Did we have an episode about bullying? We should, but yeah. I think in some ways bullying helps. Like Chris Rock had a great joke about this. Some ways bullying helps, but some in most ways it's unnecessary. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. But she was basically calling on yeah. 
Twitter to bully the for, restaurant. Right. And, I and think, give them bad reviews. Like social media, just like most things in life, are voluntary. Right. You mm-hmm. don't have to post things. Right. Yeah. So you posting these things knowing that it's a possibility that it can go viral. Right. Right. So who are you to say like, oh, if you don't want people to comment on this, delete, delete it or don't post <laughs> or it. don't post it. Right. I'm putting it That's online because I want people to see this. So I'm not getting a reaction that I want. So therefore you're bullying me. Like, no, I have a right to comment on this however I want to. Which is why you put it out there. But what about the people who got secrets exposed, but not by their own design? That's different. That's different. That's I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, come on. Like, right. if you purpose, if you posting someone's someone else's stuff that was meant to be private in yeah. a public forum, then yeah, that's yeah. that's wrong. That that's completely yeah. wrong. That's invasion of privacy. That's that's not okay. And you would get dragged on Twitter but, for that. But if <laughs> I have a video of me walking outside, if I walk outside of Podcast Detroit and slip, and I'm recording it, then I like, dang, and I post it. And yeah. I start getting dragged for it. I'm gonna be like, dang, that's messed up. I just fell. Like, <laughs> why yeah. post it, right? Yeah. right? No, I'm not saying uh, like everybody doesn't deserve to get dragged. I'm just saying in some instances it can be bullying. Yeah, but I mean, and this this brings up an even crazier thing with social media. Now you're seeing like the um the the, the trolls, the Twitter trolls and stuff, and sort of how they're manipulating our, our our thought process when it comes to whether selection or just everyday life. You're just seeing these people who are creating these fake accounts from other countries. And they're influencing the way that we think about things. And it's kind of scary because you're seeing a lot of people with who who are rational people, right? But they're being um they're being, being given messages that are so irrational and so divisive that they're just turning into it, it's just divided in in a lot of things. You could have one disagreement and this disagreement can turn into something that's extremely big for no reason because people are just driving that narrative. You know, trying to separate people, trying to divide people, um, and it's no, it's no, it's all, it's either black or white. There's no shades of gray within a discussion anymore. It's just like you're on one side or you're another. Yeah, and that's so dangerous when it comes to just our interactions with each other. I see it so many times, man. Especially in politics, so divisive. Um, and that's just one area where we're going a little bit crazy, you know, <laughs> as, as a country. Another thing, and I know y'all probably talked about this as well. Um, those bombings. In in Texas, in Texas. Mm. No, we didn't talk about it. Go about ahead. No, no, yeah. no, we didn't so for those that. who don't know, it was a, a guy. Um, allegedly, allegedly, I don't <laughs> think he allegedly killed himself, but well, but still allegedly because he didn't never right. told his side of the story. So, a guy who allegedly was planting bombs or um, sending packages to people, and they were explosives. So they would open the packages and explode. Um, it killed, I believe, two people, injured, injured three, three or four, three or four. Um, and the police figure out who it was allegedly. And before they were able to catch him, he blew himself up in his car. And it happened, I believe last week. Um, and the two people who died were, were black, black men. And people are, uh, believe that it's probably racially motivated, which I believe it is. Um, it's just sad because one kid, he was a, a, an aspiring, um, Things like a cello player, or yeah, yes, cello player, cello player. aspiring cellist. Um, he was his life was cut short. He had the opportunity to go play music at a prestigious university, um, but oh, unfortunately, sad. that can't God happen bless. anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's just some sad news. More sad news we're dealing with on top of whatever all of the just, cra- craziness. Um, it just seems like we're reverting it's back. Fun, yeah. It's almost like we're reverting back to the '60s. Like this is <clears> like, <throat> like tactics that were used in the '60s, like like that kind of form of racial terrorism. Yeah, bombings. Mm-hmm. 
and just the outward, like, because, like, it's like more people are emboldened now. Like, I, I read something where somebody spit on a, a, a fireman. Seriously? He spit on a child at Hooters. Oh, like, yeah, I saw yeah. that. A fire, so a fireman spit on a child? Yes. Well, what was the motive behind it? I mean, I don't, they knew. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but, but what was it? What, was, was he white and the kid was black? Yes. Or? Yes. Mm. Oh. Um. With the bomber, they announced that they didn't believe it was terrorism. (laughs) But it's like, if that bomber was like any shade of brown. Right. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't fit the criteria of of terrorists, which is brown or. I also think it's odd that we can't, like, we can't find any information on this person. Like a 24 year old without social media, that's really Mm -hmm. odd. Um, how is he able to acquire this knowledge to build bombs? Right, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe he was working alone. It, Definitely not. not. It's no way. Um, the they didn't say web. like we searched. We, we they didn't say like we searched this room and we found bomb making material, which is strange. Which is completely strange. Whenever there's ever been any type of serial bomber like the Unabomber, mm-hmm. when they search their room, they have nothing but bomb making material. Right. You're always trying right. to perfect the perfect bomb. Right. They don't just they don't bomb to maim. They bomb to kill. Right. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he did, he wasn't always killing means you're not perfecting your craft. Right. So mm-hmm. it's it's strange that it didn't find these materials. It's strange that it, the story is incomplete. We have no idea mm-hmm. what the motive was. We don't know. We don't have all the information at all. But with, you know, technology being what it is and social media being what it is. Do you think there's a such thing as a lone wolf? No, no. I mean, I was a loner, but like, <laughs> I don't think that like that constitutes someone blowing people up. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by lone wolf? Though? Like somebody that's not communicating with other people or getting ideas or exchanging ideas with other people. Because like they they called Dylan Roof uh, a lone wolf, but he was also online. He was in an active online community mm-hmm. exchanging ideas with other uh, individuals. I think they exist. They're just few, far in between. They- was there a manifesto found by any chance? We don't know. I think so. I don't exactly know what they mean by lone wolf, though. Because, like, like, do they mean, like, he's just a loner? Because, like, like, he well, did it all himself. I think, yeah, you typically someone like, with no ties to, to any organization, allegedly. Um, and they sort of act on their own to hurt, kill someone. Because um, that sounds more like, like atypical personality disorder. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what, like, uh, Ted Bundy had. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think again, like like you said, Shanna, we're so connected that he had to get the idea from somewhere. Whether he's seen it from a, a, a group chat or a website, something. I think someone gave him that uh, inclination to do it. So I don't think there's any possible way to be alone with with nowadays. I think you're just so like it's so easy to get information, you know, share ideas. I mean, well, this is what happens when you don't, you know. And I don't mean to sound too optimistic here or anything, but this is what happens when you don't talk to people, when you don't at least, you know, reach out to somebody or have somebody to talk to, whether it's your mama or, or somebody, you know, you can become a lone wolf. Uh, wolf. I think they exist. They just few far in between. There's a reason you don't hear about them. They're lone wolves. I think some people are just so far gone, gone though. I don't think you can even really change your mind or convince them in any way. Because when you make that decision in your head that, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna take somebody's life. I think that you're at that point where you can't be brought back. I don't know. At least in my perspective. All right. So what's what's another example of a crazy world here? No more Toys R Us. No, no more Toys R Us. Right. Our childhood is gone. We're not going to talk about Stephon Clark. 
Nah. <laughs> Go ahead, man. That's not but, but here's the thing about like Stefan Clark. Like, is that that's not new? It's not new. It's not. But it's still at least say his name, right? Like that's yeah. that's that that's that's the approach that that's I guess, true. that 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 we've taken. Like we have to speak his name up. It's yeah. not it's not new information. It's not something that hasn't been done before. It's on body cam, which is yeah. nothing new. All these things is is no new information. <clears throat> that's true. But I guess we should now, talk about it though. Yeah. yeah I, I always think we should talk about it. Is it necessarily going to change anything? Like we've been speaking for years and decades, right? Yeah. You give it. So Stefan Clark, for those who don't know, he was a young man and 22 year old man in uh, Sacramento. Um, so I guess he was in his mother's backyard. Um, around the same time, there was a police call about someone who was breaking into cars, smashing out windows. Um, the police came up to him, didn't even say they were police. You know, they shot, what, 20? 20 times. 20 times in like seven seconds. 16 seconds. 16 seconds. Something like that. Oh, um, yeah. And so he's another, you know, black man gunned down, you know, by police. And there's no explanation as to, and he had a cell phone on him. He didn't have a weapon. He had his. Uh, they were claiming that they thought the cell phone oh, was, was a gun. gun. Right. But like. Thought the cell phone, but they didn't give him enough time to even, right. like, put his hands up or whatever. Um. And so, yeah, he's another man who's been, whose life's been cut short, you know, through an act of violence. Um, and people seemingly, seemingly just kind of forget about it. Like, right. They think it's just another, you know, another year, another See, that's, day. That's the problem. It happens so much that you just, it, it becomes, the, it unfairly becomes the norm. Yeah. And that's the thing I feel like was missing from the rhetoric of the march is the police violence. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. I, nobody really they spoke on you know the civilian violence but they nobody touched right. that yeah people don't talk about how many police shootings there actually are that when nobody is actually hit or killed yeah. right like how many times are cops firing their weapons mm-hmm. right. and it's such it's, a people don't talk about it obviously because you're automatically going to get classified as being a, a cop hater or, or, or this or that but all you really want is we want equal protection under the law, right? Yes. You know, we have the right to be to, to live free lives, um, to live happy lives, um, and not have that fear of being gunned down for, for no reason, right? Um But anytime you say, Oh, the police need to you know get it together, or the police need more training, half of society gets so defensive. You're like, what these are they're giving their lives to to protect us. To protect you, yeah. I mean, not not some of us. Some <laughs> of us feel like property or protect property, right. but some of us. And, and when you have thirteen percent of the population in the United States saying that we are afraid of our for our lives, and no one's saying, "Oh, I I understand where you're coming from." When they when they don't believe you, you know that's where people get angry and people get mad, right? Uh, so I think ultimately we just want to have the the satisfaction of knowing that you know justice is served for once. That's it. And there's no there's no like attacking the police or anything. We just want people to help be held responsible for um, taking someone's life in a way that there could have been a hundred different other ways that went about that. You know, I think there should always be um, whether we like it or not. I think there was a balance in the world of good and evil and, you know, basically good and bad. Um, it's just, it becomes a problem when evil wins a little bit too much. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we're seeing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Trump was the no, I ain't gonna get on him. <laughs> but I guess back to Toys R Us, right? <laughs> no more Toys R Us. Man, they were overpriced anyway, man. You know, they were overpriced, man. They were. Right. 
Sadly, I yeah. don't care for that anyway. Consumerism is yeah. is no. the devil. I was, no. I was, but it's it's just making a way for like Jeff Bezos is going to take over the world. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> Amazon is going to be man. Yeah, I mean we were we were talking about like Toys R Us. They should just change their whole model, right? Yeah. Like actual toys don't sell as much, or you could go anywhere else and get toys. But <clears throat> things such as like the kids' tablets, things like that, they would have went towards like more the electronic stage they might have been able to possibly stay mm-hmm. open a little longer maybe yeah. like GameStop GameStop is still open for a while I have no idea but GameStop. the difference between <laughs> I, I want to say between like a Toys R Us or a GameStop is GameStop you have 50 year olds that still buy and play video games whereas Toys R Us you know like once probably by the time my daughter gets like 13 she's gonna not want to play with toys anymore yeah. But the physical vi- video games aren't even necessary anymore. You can just download yeah, it through. Download well, yeah. you can say the same thing for theaters. You know, you don't yeah. have to go see the movie. You can just, you know, download it, um, you know, hopefully legally someday. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it, yeah. I mean, but the, the issue with Toys R Us is that, again, you, when you fail to evolve as a company, that's when that's going to be your demise. And it happened to Sears. It happened to Kmart. They didn't understand the changing times. And I think even Walmart, they knew, all right, we got to do some stuff online. You know, we got to move towards that route. Um, Toys R Us, they didn't realize that technology and electronics was going to be, you know, such a huge part of of our culture and our lives now. I mean, back then when we were young, obviously we went to get those physical toys and play with, you know, play with them uh, physically. But nowadays, kids are playing with video. They learn how to play video games at like two years old. Right. Right, they got the little iPods, the tablets, and just going through doing this, and they're entertained. They don't need yeah, a toy anymore. Less than a year, I have my uh, my cousin just had a had a kid, and they just drag letters that yep. say A, and then it drags A to A, and yep. the kid doesn't speak, can barely walk, and nice. that's what they're doing. Yeah, so there's no point of having toys anymore. Like physical toys are just obsolete. You don't you don't need it. It's unnecessary. So hey, rest in peace, Toys R Us. I mean, although they're still gonna be here, and I think they're gonna be international. Um, in Canada and in and, and, and Europe. But here in America, they're gone. So we got to do closing statements. Closing statements? That happened fast. <laughs> yeah, it was a fast episode. So closing statements. Um, we do live in a crazy world. Um, I think now it's important for us to sort of stand up and and really uh, let people know our opinions, even for even if you're afraid of, of people's or repercussions that may come of it, I think it's important for us to stand up, especially at this time of this craziness and sort of set that example of what we want our world to be like. And I sort of take those words of uh, Yolanda King. We have to be a great generation, you know, moving forward. So look at you. (laughs) I I can't follow that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just feel like there's nothing that we can, the pace of the changes, I guess, is what's, like, alarming to me. But we have to keep up with it. Like, And it's for me, it's, like, especially difficult because I have to adjust my parenting to, mm-hmm. you know, with the times. But I do, I, I mean, I have an optimistic outlook on the future. I just got to put in the word. We got to put in the word. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> really, like, I really don't know. Like, life is steadily changing and always staying the same. So, I guess, keep hope alive. <laughs> uh, look, go your own path and, and stay blessed. You know, remember to like and share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, that's it. another great episode. Thank you. <laughs>